What radio, the music you want. With your host, he's Dan. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, Tim Steinruck of Big Records. A big shout out to Cindy H. Nene. Uh, I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. N-E-N-E for putting this together. I'm looking forward to talking to Tim Steinruck. He's a he's a rock star. As far as I could see, he's got a big presence online. Lots and lots of stuff that he's been into. Uh, Big Records, uh, media begin street studios i gotta find out rise up tv nimbus school of recording and media oh yeah okay that's where he went to school Uh, connecticut schools of broadcasting for me accelerated evolution warrior sage sw technology bear mighty one i gotta find out what the mighty one is i was looking at some videos of that earlier Hmm. we're gonna find out more in the next few minutes so stick around for some tim steinruck uh this week's shows I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam. My usual Friday night gig. Hey, if you don't find me there on a Friday night, uh, it's very rare that I'm not at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas on a Friday night for the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open. Good food. Good food, I tell you. They usually send me home with a a nice dinner. You know, a nice late night snack. Uh, which I probably shouldn't have, but it's just so delicious. I shouldn't be eating that late. Ah, well. (laughs) They got pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool, I encourage you to check out the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. You're the stars of the show. It's karaoke time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We dance a lot, too. (laughs) All right. That's enough intro. Let's get into it with Tim Steinruck of Big Records. I got him on the Skype, so so if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan. Skyping Tim Steinruck now. Tim Steinruck, you snuck up on me. <laughs> well, you said you were ready. I like it, man. You're a rock star. Oh, <laughs> and so professional. Looking at your background, you're in your studio, looking good, walking to walk, talking to talk. Looking. That's right. That's right, baby. Looking like a rock star. Man, <laughs> I, I can't even go over all the accolades that you have on your Facebook phase, feed because it would take the full hour that we have to talk here. I mean, uh-huh. all right, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll go through <laughs> and we'll see what we can talk about first. Owner and CEO of Begin Streak Studios. Gotcha. Uh, the peer, the, the 
Don Peer Studios, Big Records, which is why why we actually are here because uh, uh, Miss Nene from uh, from Big Records put us together. Rise yes, up, our publicist. Yes, yes. Rise up TV, Nimbus School of Recording Media. I'm Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting myself. Uh, nice, uh, nice, uh, nice. Bula bula. Uh, Integra <laughs> Protocol Coach, Show Core bassist right accelerated evolution warrior sage sw event technology rigid services b-e-a-r sound healer i gotta find out what a sound healer is uh 20 <laughs> 26 8 music publishing yes nice to take care of yourself and others when, when you get to a certain point point. and but i really want to talk about the mighty one i really want to stretch that out because the mighty one you're a singer guitarist at the mighty one i think i found the place to to start because <laughs> because perusing the the videos on the youtube it, it, you don't just rock okay yes it's mostly metal it's mostly yeah a lot of hard yeah get in there if you go to a uh, if you go to a, one of your concerts you're gonna bang you're gonna he- head bang at the mighty one but <laughs> but there's also a softer side there's a side where you care about people you care about you know uh the people that have that have uh helped in our freedoms and such the i'm talking about the d-day video the the warrior d-day video tell me about that tell the people about that tim steinruck good to know you good to meet you uh so great to be here with you dan like so so good and, and wow what a what an introduction um kind of makes my head spin sometimes all the different things that i'm that i'm doing but uh have done you know but um you know i you want to talk about warrior d-day probably one of the most powerful experiences i have ever had on tour um it kind of it, it happened actually even before we went so it was it was part of the rise up tv tour to europe took a group of people over to europe met some artists over there we all got together in paris and we started the tour and the first show of the tour was actually in normandy and as we started our day there um we went we went onto the beaches in Normandy and uh, I went to the beach where, where the Allied forces landed and had planned a song, had written a song and performed this song on the beach there along with a Canadian Army veteran who was with us. He's one of our artists, Fraser Newcomb. He was there with us. He's part of the, the big records team too. And he was there with us and it was just... Yes, you had to feel it, okay? Uh, for those of people that don't know, and this is just coming off the dome, June 6, 1944, the day that the, the Allied forces hit all the beaches in France and maybe uh, just below, was it all France? It was there was five there was five beaches in Normandy yeah yeah, yeah. and we were we were at this where we where we performed and and had this sort of ceremony really is what it was was on Utah Beach where which was sort of uh, the Americans came to that one the Canadians were were one one beach a little before that they were Juneau Beach but uh, this uh, probably one of the most famous beaches was this Utah Beach there's a there's a beautiful uh, museum there with, you know, that, that holds all of the, the, the memorabilia that was found on the beach, but you could feel it. You could literally feel it, Dan. You could feel it in your bones, what had gone on. Guys getting off out of boats, 
landing and getting mowed down and just sacrificing themselves, but they were successful. They overcame it. They liberated the French from that place. I mean, nobody wants war. I mean, there, there's a few psychos that want war. Nobody wants war. But, um, you know, anybody that's seen a war movie, especially I'm thinking about saving, uh, saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, storming a beach, the, 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 the veterans that went to that movie got the idea and got the, the feeling that they were back there. So it was well done. It was well made. But I can imagine, you know, it, I, I, I don't, I've never been in war. I've, I've never been in the armed services. I almost got in the Navy. But, uh, you know, uh, circumstances stopped me from doing that. My brother was in the Navy. I, I thank him for his service for sure. But, my goodness, just the the, the power that, being on that beach had to you had to hear the hear and see and smell and taste the ghosts that were there that were fighting and i i wish man uh, you know uh, so much money gets poured into uh into fighting other people i wish there was no fighting i'm sure you wish the same but uh, it, it, it had to be done to to push back uh, you know the the evil forces the the fascism the suppression the uh you know what to to for the for the greater good for the greater good of people, people. Have well, to be you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, and if anybody ever listens to that song, you know, uh, Warrior D-Day that I wrote, you know, I, I, I write, you know, we're, we're still fighting that same war still even now, you know, with what's happening over in Europe. And, and it, it's just hard to believe that that's still going on. Well, another so, piece of territory, uh, you know, same war, <laughs> different territory, you know, different place. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, good versus evil, but, you know, the even the evil thinks that they're doing good. So I don't know. You know, I, 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 I yeah, we need to stop fighting. If we want to, if we want to explore space and go further and meet new people, we need to get this whole world together. I mean, you know, but uh, that's for another story, dude. Tim Steinruck, <laughs> you rock, you rock. You're my man in in uh, Columbia. What is it, British Columbia? Where are you at now? British Columbia, Canada. That's where we're at. That's right. That's right. And uh, beautiful Vancouver. And uh, it's a beautiful springtime day today here today. It's beautiful. Well, for us down south of the border, you know, we all think, uh, oh, it's always frozen up there. You've got your hockey skates, and that's how you get to, to the grocery store and how you get to, to work. You, you got to skate. You got to snowboard. You got to have sled dogs. Is it's that's not the case. Once you get north of that border, it's not always a frozen tundra. <laughs> no, no, we are we are definitely the uh, we're the LA of Canada. Put it that way. You know what I mean? We're the LA of Canada. We're Hollywood North. Well, you yeah, you're just above uh, I guess uh, Oregon uh, in that area. So Washington, Van- just above Washington, just above Oregon. Washington. Yeah. My my brother's in Walla Walla, Washington. So uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know he he's he always tells me how it is up there. But, um, you know, I look at the city. Tell me about, I mean, you're from, you're, I mean, born and raised in Canada. Uh, I guess Fort St. John. Tell me about Fort St. John. Tell me about Vancouver. The the switch from how you made it, made the jump from, uh, what is that, only like 100, 100 miles away? Not even? Oh, I mean, it's, no, it's a little more than that. It's, it's about eight, 800 miles away. But, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I grew up in, in northern British Columbia a little bit. You know, closer to the Yukon, uh, Northwest Territories border, um, but grew up on a farm, um, you know, grew up in a, in a Mennonite family. And you know, might not know what a Mennonite is, but if you think of the Amish, it's kind of like that. It and uh, I grew up in a family there. And, um, 
And then at a young age, I, I discovered the band Kiss, and I fell in love with the band Kiss. <laughs> That'll warp your fragile little mind. I was a member of the Kiss Army. No, don't do me it, man. Me too, <laughs> me too, me too. Proud, proud member of the Kiss Army still, even today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, uh, you know, I fell in love with the band Kiss, and, and, then, and then obviously fell in love with guitars, and had this had this amazing moment of purpose and clarity where my world just cracked wide open where i wasn't allowed to play my guitar and amp inside the house anymore you know on on, on one or even two it was or it, they wouldn't let me play it in church even anymore and um, and so i had to take it out to to the silo to this to this granary this place that they hold the grain and i ran like two or three hundred feet of extension cord out from the pig and chicken barn and I ran it out into the silo, and I plugged in, and I cranked that thing to 10, and I hit the first chord, and what came out was just the most beautiful sound I have ever heard in my life, and it is just loud rock and roll guitar, and it just cracked my world wide open. You know what? Ever since that moment, then my life changed. It changed. It changed. It changed. It changed. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew what my purpose was. And I went after it like crazy. I think I moved out of the house a couple years later. And then as soon as I finished graduation, which I promised my parents I would do, I graduated. A couple days later, I was on a plane to Vancouver. And within a few years, I was signed with Polygram Records. And Paul Stanley from Kiss was my manager. What just happened? All right, I, the, the beginning of that story, I'm I'm thinking of little Tim Steinruck as Marty, Marty McFly in Back to the Future, uh, plugging mm -hmm. into that big uh, amp, uh, turning it, cranking it way up, maybe like uh, you know all the way to eleven. You know, most uh, most go to ten. You, yours goes to eleven. To eleven. To eleven. And uh, bang, Tim yeah. Steinruck's on his way. He heard that sweet sound of an amplified guitar. And uh, so I'm okay. I see you play bass for some bands, and mm -hmm. I've talked to some bass players. And to me, it feels like sometimes the bass players uh, are become bass players in bands because uh, because of necessity. Oh, we already have a guitarist. We have a rhythm guitarist and a lead guitarist. Uh, grab that bass over there. <laughs> is, is that what happened? Well, you know, it, 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 I, I, I always loved those frequencies. I'd lo I love those lower frequencies, you know, the rumble. I like the rumble a lot. So I started with guitar, but, you know, I, one of my main instruments definitely became the bass, and I love playing the bass. I, I play them all, but I play a special kind of guitar. I play a seven-string guitar, which is kind of like a mix between... So I play like a baritone seven-string guitar, which is kind of like a mix between a guitar and a bass. It's in the middle. Okay? One of my, one of my uh, former roommates, Stephen Ellis, uh, he looked like, like Steve Urkel, but he played yeah. like Steve Vai, and his favorite group was Korn. So you know he had a seven-string, and he was playing Freak on a Leash over and over and over and over again. And, but, uh, you know, hey, I, I love it, man. Seven-string, it's, it's one more. You know that one louder? Yeah, you get that yeah. one, that little bit more range. 
you know? Totally, totally, okay. totally. <laughs> oh, and you just started sounding better because you got your sure SMB sitting yeah, in front of your face. Yeah, I just realized that I didn't have my mic that close to me, so I got it close to me now because I saw yours and I was admiring what a nice microphone you had. So now I got mine close to me, so you'll, yeah, you'll hear me a little better. <laughs> yes, you do, the the sure SMB, and this is not sponsored in any way by Sure, but uh, it's the same microphone that Michael Jackson uh, did a Thriller on, and it's been an industry standard. True ever since yeah but, uh, I, I it's you know I, I work with a lot of young artists and i'm guiding a lot of young artists along you know at big records and this is probably number one point of the chain of 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 like tone and and of of, of voice and of expression is the sm7b then of course you go into a nice preamp which we got over here and etc cetera, etc cetera. but this is the key this is the first link in the chain Yes, I have my Rode podcast mixer that has nice little nice. preamp mixes, little little preamp settings that you that are perfect for your your microphone. And that's yep. man, that's part of the deal. Is you're not only a musician, you're not only a singer, you're not only a, a, a musician, but you're also uh, taking care of the next group. And I don't want to gloss over that Paul Stanley was your manager. Tell me about that. Tell me about that, Tim Steinruck. What can I say? You know, I mean, it, it's it was it was one of those golden moments when Kiss was playing in Vancouver. We always knew that they stayed at the Four Seasons hotels. Rock stars always stay at the Four Seasons hotel when they come to Vancouver. So we had our demo tape. We had our friend who had a fa uh, you know a Kiss fanzine, and we went down and we went there to the uh, to the hotel. And sure enough, sitting in the lounge was Eric Carr, the former drummer of, of Kiss, um, who's no longer with us, right? But you remember Eric Carr, right? And, um, and so he was sitting there, and we said, hey, can we sit down with you? And he said, sure, come on, sit down. And, um, you know, we did a little interview with him, and then we, we said at the end, we said, hey, here's our tape. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would give it to, you know, to Paul or Gene, you know, we'd really, you know, love for them to hear it. And he said, oh, I'd love to do that for you guys. No problem. What year was this? This was 1988. That had, yeah, that's a few years. Or sorry, I should say 80, 86, 80, 86. It was the 86 tour. It was a hot in the shade tour. And then, and then we got a call the very next day. Uh, from Paul Stanley, who was on the tour bus. He said, hey, I'm, I'm headed to Seattle with the boys, and we're just listening to your tape, and we love it. Would you come and join us in Seattle? Would you be our guest? Uh, I'd like to talk to you. He was probably like on one of those, you know, those really big brick cell phones, you know, those really big ones. Yeah. That's probably what he was talking on, right? Yeah, or a bag phone, one of those two. <laughs> I mean, shoot, that, but uh, look, I'm class of 86. I graduated 86, and here you are, already in a rock career i mean i'm i'm djing at parties here and there mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. in 86 i was starting my radio career at that time uh, on wkpx 88.5 fort lauderdale uh, you nice. know but um <laughs> i mean you're you're how how long have you have you been doing this and what was the name of that band I mean that that did you had put together and you showed two, that was uh, that was a band that was a band called Unchained. Um, okay. We were we were actually started off as a Van Halen tribute band that sort of morphed into an original band when when Van Halen broke up. You know we were really we were really saddened by that that breakup when it became Van Hagar. It was like 
oh man, we, we missed the, the old Van Halen. So why don't we write songs like that? So that's what we did. And so we were kind of the echo of, of the classic Van Halen. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's where that came from. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we did really well as a tribute band. We, we toured all across North America. We, I mean, we were basically, I don't know, standing in for Van Halen. I remember playing the, the Santa Clara County Fair um, in California, and we were opening for Shaka Khan. And we were playing for, I know, right? And we were playing for like 5,000 people. And when we came off the stage and we went around in the little golf carts, I mean, we were signing, you know, autographs everywhere. We may as well have been Van Halen. So we really, we grabbed that torch. We grabbed that torch of rock and roll. Oh, man, I have an affinity for Shaka Khan ever since the Blues Brothers, man. And she only <laughs> had that small part in the yeah. Blues Brothers. But I, I, Shaka and Rufus, oh, my goodness. Well, that, did you meet? Did you meet Shaka? Did you talk well, to course. Shaka? Did well, of you, course. Did you have an interaction with Shaka? Tell me about Shaka. Oh, man. I, honestly, it was that whole trip was so over the top we were so over the moon i mean we again we hadn't even done the paul stanley thing but we were just on this momentous journey and so the people that we were meeting that were coming out of the woodwork were amazing and she was just one of them right so i can't even i can't even put my finger on it there was a lot of jack daniels involved that night even before we went on stage i mean even just the experience of being on stage in front of five thousand people at santa clara county fair is a little fuzzy yeah yeah okay so you told your mom that you would graduate high school when did you graduate high school uh that was 1984 84 so you're not much older than me man a couple years no, sir but couple years, but yeah. you are are so far ahead of the game by 1984 you're already in a rock band and touring all over what is it the the upper united states maybe and into canada yeah. as well or where, where yeah where yeah we were doing a lot a lot of canada we were back and forth across canada and back all the time and then and then down to we did a lot of west coast stuff um uh for sure but that experience with paul stanley that for me i looked at as you know some kids go to college or university that was my rock and roll university you know sitting in kiss's studio in east la gene simmons coming in you know all the all the boys, all the producers, everybody. I mean, Paul Stanley was going out with, with, um, with a pretty amazing um, a bunch of women all the time, right? But, but, what was, but I the, mean, the people that were coming through the studio, it was insane. Eighty six is that Destroyer unmasked? Where the, where are they at around that uh, time? Uh, Eighty six. Uh, let me see that. Let me. Which album was that? Now it was it was Hot in the Shade. So um, I mean, I was Hot just, in the Shade. Hot I, in the Shade. That was the album. The that tour. Was the album. That's the, the tour that they were on. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I could just look all this stuff up, but my goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, Creature of the Night is eighty two. Okay, I, yeah, man, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, anyways, he was going out with Samantha Fox at the time. So you know, it, it was posters it, of Samantha Samantha Fox on my wall. My mom was so upset that I had Samantha Fox posters. Yeah, yeah, uh, page page three. Uh, oh, I still follow her on Instagram. She's a great follow, man. Oh my she is, goodness, she is. She's a character. But yeah, there's there's a two of them canoodling on the uh, on the couch while we're recording this momentous record. And you know what, Dan? I got a little secret for you. We actually have found the original tapes because they never got released because the first Nirvana records came out. And everything changed, obviously, right? As soon as the, those first grunge records came out. Mm -hmm. But we have located the original tape from 
those sessions. We are talking about, because there's still two of the guys who are alive in the band, we're talking about re like finishing it and releasing it. Do it. We're talking. Yeah, do it. it's coming i mean that's uh you know the kids are c- talking about uh content i mean for me it, it's art it's stuff that you're putting out uh you know if you feel that you have done good work and you feel like you like it throw it out there if you like it somebody else is going to like it we're more alike in this crazy world than different i mean uh, you know people ask me what kind of music i play on the radio station i, I play everything that i like to hear because if mm-hmm. I like it, somebody else is going to like it. And people respond, you know, so you're playing music that you want. And you're, this is stuff that you put together. And, and, and was Kiss producing your, your yeah, record so back Paul, then? Paul Stanley was, was producing the record. Yeah, he produced that record. He actually flew up here to Vancouver um, prior, like once we got the deal signed and all that kind of, all the, all the legal stuff was the way. He actually flew up here and I, my aunt had a restaurant in North Vancouver, which is just over across the water here from the main part of Vancouver. And she had a restaurant over there and I was sort of, you know, sort of managed, helping to manage the restaurant. In the back, we had this room that was... The it was like an after hours kind of thing and had a stage and stuff like that. And we'd have performances. Anyways, that's where we rehearsed. That's where we were rehearsing. And Paul shows up in a, in a taxi and we hung out for a couple of days and did pre-production for the record back there. It was, it was just so bizarre. Well, and these are gems. Okay. You did pre-production, you rehearsed. Okay. Because studio time is valuable. This is, yep. this is so once you get, into that studio, you are ready to rock and roll all night and party every day. So right. you are ready to rock and roll because that that engineer costs money. That most that studio time, the keeping the lights on costs money. So you're like that any tape, that tape, the, yeah. you know, the reel to reel tape. You know, the commitment of recording on reel to reel tape. Yes, because I know how to splice. I learned that at Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting. Uh, you know how to take a reel to reel tape, uh, cut it and splice it together with some actual tape so if you look on your computer screen it says cut and splice or cut and paste i'm cutting and i'm pasting actual you know uh, uh, analog tape together and making uh you know making one, uh, two different things into a different into a totally other different thing so hey i've yeah. got i've got I, there's one i just as we're talking about Go. that there's one story that i just want to tell you because uh working working at nimbus school of recording um one of the studios that we record at is where all the motley crew re- or the first motley crew record was recorded where the bon jovi slippery when wet was recorded uh metallica black album was recorded so in that in that place in that place in that holiest of holy places was where i was teaching at nimbus school of recording but i heard a story and it's actually by by one of the guys who who mixed uh, the first song reprieve which was the first single for the mighty one and his name is mike fraser and I remember him telling the story about the Black Album because he was at that time, he was an assistant engineer. And he said there was a room that was just off of the studio where they were keeping drum takes. So now it usually we would have that in a computer and we'd have like whatever, a whole bunch of files. Okay, these are all, I love that role in song one, song two, song two, blah, 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 blah. They had a room that was all clotheslines with chunks of tape with clothesline pegs and when they went to mix that record they again spliced them all together and he said by the time they got to mixing it sounded 
when the tape went across the tape heads, it sounded like a train on a train track. <laughs> but because of the way sound travels through a wire, that's not getting to your master uh, recording. So you're yeah. hearing click, 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 click. But finally, when it gets to where it needs to be, you got premium product, man. You got you got great sounds coming out. This is the life of an engineer, like an editor on a movie, like the like the director and a stage player. You know, whoever is is fine tuning all of your good work. Okay, yeah, you went in there, you played the lick, uh, you know, on your guitar, you played the bass line, you hit the drums just the right way, and then the editor, the sound engineer going to put it all together man takes it takes a team it take takes all the magic moments and put it in the one big one I, and then I, and, the, and then your job as as the uh as the great entertainer you have to recreate that on stage live over and mm. over and over again now it doesn't have to be exactly perfect in fact you could change it a little bit hey i want to mm -hmm. i want to try this acoustic version of that uh rock hard song and then you go into the rock hard song you know that the, the audience will will go with you on a journey so tell me i mean oh my gosh uh, we're not even scratch we scratched the surface and you're talking about ghosts again ghost on normandy and ghosts mm -hmm. in that studio that mm -hmm. where, the, where the greats have played so you're mm -hmm. on the shoulders in the rooms of giants man and you're getting those feelings do you think that helps do you think that helps in your process I really think it does. I really think it does. I mean, it, it comes from a, such a special time that, you know, many people that are, you know, younger than me, you know, won't ever really experience, you know, like that whole thing about going into a studio with of greatness. I mean, you know, we've got a we've got a, a studio here in, in Vancouver. Uh, it's called uh, Mushroom Studios. And uh, Mushroom Studios is where the first heart records were recorded one of the greatest right. concerts i ever saw back in was it 84 uh hollywood sportatorium hollywood florida um is it Nan the blonde was nancy right and and a nancy wilson yeah okay. yeah nancy was the she blonde came, yeah, yeah. yeah she came down from the rafters wow me now meanwhile nancy's on the stage and at the microphone and and here comes Anne coming down from the from the sky, from the heavens, playing her licks. Oh my gosh, what a great concert. So you you were in that little room where they recorded yeah, that. Yeah, so so that's that's where that's where the the mighty one, you know, sort of started recording some of our first material, which was all the way back in like nineteen eighty two. You know? Wow, I didn't realize it was that I, long. I didn't I'm look sorry, at your not, bio. Not, not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not, I'm talking about 93. I'm, I'm, I'm still, going back too far. <laughs> still, 93. I mean, that, yeah. we're still going on 30 years. I didn't believe, I can't believe it myself that that's 30 years ago. Every time I say 10 years ago, I still think it's the 90s. No, no, <laughs> 93. It was 30 years ago. But yeah. So like there's, there's a couple there's a couple of songs on 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 the Torch of Rock and Roll album that are from that time that were recorded there in that studio, Mushroom Studios, which was actually a pretty haunted place. So there's a story about Hart recording there and and they're and they're into the mixing process and they're like what is that voice? It's like someone is singing along, but we've got all the vocal tracks muted. Let's just start muting and muting and muting and muting. And they muted it. They muted it down to just the um, 
organ B3 tracks. And there was the sound of a woman singing, kind of a First Nations voice. She, her spirit lived within the Leslie speaker of the B3. This is a real story. You ask, <laughs> you ask. I just Anna got Nancy. shivers. I just got shivers. It's a real thing. It really happened. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're, you're in the, <sighs> You're in this studio. Are you recording? Uh, okay, back in '93, you recording analog. I'm guessing uh, everything. We were recording tape analog. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a there's a couple of songs on our on our record on the Torture Rock and Roll record. One's called My Garden, and the other one is called Kick and Stones, which is like a, a piano piece, kind of like along the lines of um, uh, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, kind of in that zone. So so those two songs were pulled forward i've been holding them so close to my chest for so long and when i started working on the torch of rock and roll album which is it just truly is uh, my legacy record or our legacy record for the mighty one um i went you know these songs need to be there and i'll tell you why that is dan um there was a drummer who was my best friend uh, i knew him since he was 25 passed away from cancer uh about six wow. years ago now and i just knew that i had to tell his story and this song kicking stones is his story so we're working on the video right now for for this song it'll come out probably in late summer maybe early fall um but it is the story of my friend jeff who just an incredible human um just an incredible drummer and um i miss him so much but his i'm looking at the wall of my studio here and his picture was there for almost two years while i was recording that album a friend of mine airbrushed this beautiful painting of him and he looked over the process the whole time while he was here and i'm telling you some things happened here in the studio that were not of this world well i'm sorry i know, I know he was here i know he i'm was sorry here. for your loss tim steinruck but i mean my <laughs> goodness i'm glad that you had a muse I, you know you're talking about videos i'm a very visual person whenever i do uh parties i play music videos and when i i do uh well i mean the next few parties i'll i'll, I'll whip out some mighty one uh videos and i i see there's one for the torch of rock and roll uh it's <laughs> cartoon who, who it's an did, animated video yeah absolutely. who did the anime for that it's beautiful uh, yeah, that's a friend of mine. Uh, his, his his name is Kenji Rodriguez. He's um he's um, a Japanese uh, Mexican fellow, and uh, he actually did a video a few years ago um, from my my shift album. Um, anyways, he really moved along with it. He's now working for in in major movies. Uh, he does a lot of the stuff for Hallmark. He does a lot of visual art for Hallmark and stuff like that. But he. Together, we created that situation, and he was able to get like 20 animators together. And I mean, Torture Rock and Roll is my story. Torture Rock and Roll is everything that I've talked about, you know, about the silo, about having this moment of awakening, about getting to LA, about getting to the top and having a multi million dollar record deal, and then watching it all just fall. But still, the torch burns brighter than ever before, my friend. Okay, you get to L.A. You said you had a record deal. Well, okay, tell me about that. This is primarily a learning podcast. Let's learn uh, about the trials and tribulations of a rock star signing the underdotted line. I mean, well, how much can you divulge and how much do you care? Oh, to, I mean, to talk I can about? divulge it all. I can even I can even send you the signatures from the contract. I mean, it was it was a it was a multi 
album, multi-year, multi-million dollar deal, you know? Um, what can I say? The potential was there for, for this amazing thing. Hey, listen, when we got to LA to go and record at Kiss the Studio, there was a limo that picked us up. The Paul Stanley sent a limo, okay? We were driving down Sunset Boulevard, and this is, this is in this animated video. We were driving down Sunset Boulevard, listening to our music, and I had the cassette in the, and just cranked the music, and we were driving down Sunset Boulevard, and we were living the rock and roll dream. I will never forget it to this day. It was the rock and roll dream. And then meeting Paul Stanley at the hotel, him throwing down his, his, you know, Platinum American Express and saying, boys, have whatever you want. Polygram is paying the bill. Enjoy yourself. I'll see you at the studio tomorrow. Yeah. Just the visuals on the, on the video. I mean, it shows you're getting wined and dined. You start in the, you know, it's small and you get on the, on the, uh, you're in the studio, you're playing your stuff and, oh my gosh, the, the rise and the, and the fall. I mean, do you feel like that was a good experience? Cause I I know I'm, I've been saying this, but every time I hear NASA say, you know, when their uh, when their stuff goes awry, it's not a failure. It's their first attempt at success. I mean, do you feel like this was a, a good thing to sign on the dotted line and get and and have the promise of of all this fame and fortune and then have it all taken away? Or do you think that you should go the, the independent route? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, this, the, what, what happened then really doesn't happen that much anymore. Right. If at all, no, if it, at all, people still now, think that they go to, they'll go to California uh, and get discovered. No, no, that doesn't happen. You know, mm-hmm. not since uh, not since the nineties, not since the early nineties. Uh, you know, that's at the at the very latest. But good, that's continue. correct. Now you now you become now you become a, a TikTok or a or a YouTube star, and and you get your you know you get your viral movements going on, and and that's where those kind of deals come from. Well, you know, when I was starting out, we didn't even have internet yet, so <laughs> or a cell phone, so we didn't we didn't have all that. But um, I I am so grateful for the experience um, of of that. Was it hard to lose it all? And then sort of go into free fall. Yes, it was. It really, it really was hard for me. Um, my life fell apart because before I went to LA, I sold everything that I owned, Dan. I sold everything. All I was left was my van and my acoustic guitar and some clothes. When I got back, you know, I sat on the beach in Vancouver in my van and I slept in my van and I just sat there and I just, I just went, what the hell just happened? It's hard to do that. You mentioned Polygram Records, and you know that they, they were huge, huge man. They made gigantic stars. It was a, a hit machine, and, and yeah, I mean, you you can be seduced on that one, and you did. You you got you bet on yourself. The trouble with this uh, entertainment business, the money can be good, but the work's not steady. You got to hustle, and if you don't, ha- if you're hustling all by yourself. It is tiring. So to have the the backing of a Polygram Records, a Sony Records, a, any of the, the you know the uh, Stax Records, even a you know the hit any of those hit factories, hit makers, it, it's it's seductive, you know, to have that help it, to get you it to the is, next level. It is, and and I and I gotta tell you, you know, you know, just working working with with big records now, 
Um, you know, I've been, I signed with them, with them almost, you know, 18 months ago. Um, I've now moved into, <laughs> I became a client. I, I was a client. I was such a happy client. I actually became the operations manager, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, was it Cy Swirlo with the hair club for men? Uh, not that's only right. a cl- uh, the president, I'm a, a client, you know, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You but went the, the other way. So much I bought it. Yeah. No, but, um, but, but, you know, there's a lot of people who go, well, why are you involved in a, in a record company that really just um, is selling dreams? So as I'm, as I'm qualifying artists, and I, I work with a lot of young artists in this studio helping to produce their first single, okay? I, I'm, I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about, about helping the next generation, about supporting the next generation, and I do that from this studio. But I really, I don't want to come at them in a place of, you know, there's, this is not possible for you, but it is different than it ever was. So if you think that you're going to become a big rock star just because you got yourself a record deal, you shouldn't be here. Mm. You should not be here. Can you work towards making a life out of music? Yes, that is possible. You keep putting out the great songs. You keep doing the hard work every day. You keep building and building and building. You can have a life in music. Okay. And to me, that is success. That is the dream. The dream is to be doing what you love every single day day well I mean, but if you're but yeah. if your dream is fame and fortune you should get out well tim steinruck you've been through the gambit of uh of how to make it in a music career it's where you want to go you started and you were in a cover band uh you know a mostly van halen type cover band and that you could make a living every weekend playing covers at your local bar uh you know maybe a couple hundred bucks a, 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 a every every gig here and there, it's you know split up between four or five guys and girls, but uh, you know you can you can make a living doing that. But you went a different route. You wanted to play some originals as well, not just covers. But tell, well, tell me I about mean, the originals. I mean, I mean, Dan. I mean, I still I still do I still do cover cover music. Um, you know, if you look if you ZZ look Top. over there where my fingers pointing, you'll see uh, that there it says legs. Yeah, yeah, so you're in the ZZ Top cover band. I saw legs, that too. Legs is my ZZ Top cover band where, you know, I play the 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 late great Dusty Hill and, you know, I get paid 10 times as much playing in that band as I do playing in the Mighty One, but that supports my career. That supports me moving the Mighty One forward. You're even even into my 50s you know yeah you're a hustler man i mean i i read off your list of credits anybody that peruses your facebook page can read off exactly what i said in the beginning you you're the the you know the money's good the work can you know money can be good but the work's not steady and what you're doing is getting a little piece of this little piece of that yeah i could be your zz top yeah i could be your your uh your david lee roth i mean can you still fit in the uh in the stretch pants and jump uh and do the splits off stage uh you know, I'm guessing when you were in the in the uh, Z, in the Van Halen uh, 
uh, cover band, you had somebody that was a David Lee Roth and maybe a Michael Anthony that could sing the high highs. And, that was know. me. I was I was the Michael Anthony in that band. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Were you yeah. able to sing the high highs? I guess. Is- oh yeah, that's that's me. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. And it was it was an amazing experience, and uh, and I love it. And I love ZZ Top too. Yes, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. You know that that guitar that you see over there, that actually. It has it spins. You know how they spun the yes, guitar? Yes. In one of their videos? Well, we got we got all that stuff. We got all that stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm about show business. If I'm not on stage performing, I am off stage in show business. I'm, I shoot cameras, I mix audio, I do video, I do lights, I work all the big concerts at, at our arena here in, in Vancouver. So I'm in show business full time. Music and show show business is what I do. Yeah, that's the showmanship. If you're going to call yourself uh, a, a ZZ Top cover band, you better have a guitar that spins. And you better <laughs> every, every once in a while just do that that point that they did. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you, got, you, 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 you embody them. You become <laughs> them like an actor which is fantastic man you're giving the people a show and you know they they broke themselves out of their off their couch uh you know away from their netflix and chill and they went and then they saw a uh, a tim steinruck production you know uh, whatever damn, band you're in damn rights damn rights yeah damn rights and and i i, I love it so much I, like i say i i love performing i love uh you know helping to to manage and and support uh, the next generation, and I also I work with a lot of a lot of people that are my age who had a dream but never fulfilled it. I don't know if you if you saw you saw that that um, you know that I I do some personal coaching with people. So I'm working. I have clients that are you know in their fifties. You know they've been very successful. They have families. They have successful business, but they have this hole inside where they never followed through on their dreams. Well, I'm helping. I'm helping them get to those dreams so that then when they get onto their deathbed and they're taking their last breath. They are not in regret. Yeah, I have we a have few to of those. live our dreams. Yeah, I have a few of those that pop in at karaoke on, on the weekends whenever I do a show. And, um, you know, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. She was in Nashville and she got pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. she was about to open for, ta- uh, was it uh, Tanya Tucker? Mm. And then she, you know, and then she got pregnant and she had two roads, man. Uh, you know, keep the baby, start a family or go off with Tanya Tucker and become a star. She chose the family. And yes. now that her daughter's all grown, she wants to get back. And I, yeah. I, I, I like that story, man. It's never too late uh, to, to, uh, to achieve your dreams. You know? and, and you were right. If you wanted, you know, if, she's, if she was doing it just for the money, then no. That it's going to break your heart. Don't, you're you're going to get Don't eaten do alive. Don't if you're do doing it. it because you have no other choice. Yeah. All you know how to do is get on stage and get in front of people and perform. That's all you want to do. That's all you've ever right. wanted to do. Then That's you're right. going to do just fine. The money you know, will come. It's it's in, it's interesting because um, we just signed a, a, an, an artist the other day with Big Records, and it was a band called uh, I think they were from Oakland. I can't remember exactly where they were from the states, but they were a band called The Outsiders. Do you remember a band called The Outsiders? I, I don't remember. The, I remember uh, was it Your Love? Is that the Outsiders? I think that's the one. I think that's the one. Yeah. Okay. So they had a huge hit, but it was in the it was in the late sixties, 
And now they, you know, they, they, whatever the band broke up and, and it was over and everything like that. I think in the late seventies, these boys have all got back together. They're in their seventies, man. Yeah. And, and they, and they came to us and they said, Hey, we want to take another shot at this and we want to do it with big records. And so now here we are working with these, you know, really those, uh, an icon from that time. I mean, they had a lot of success and now to be able to work with them, just like we're working with, you know, a 16 or 17 year old artist, but it's, it's just, and then, and then people mentoring each other, you know, it's just, it's just an incredible family going on. here. I just looked them up. My goodness. They've been around since the early, early mid sixties. And they've, uh, uh <coughs> like they have uh, time won't let me and girl right. in love and respectable. Uh, it, you know, they've been, uh, they've been going, they were going from 66 to 70 and here they are coming back, man. It's never too late to get it's the never. band back together <laughs> with big records. Oh, Tim. So, so happy for them. So yes. Happy. <laughs> I mean, they were legit way back when. They got their they got their own Wikipedia page. I don't have a I Wikipedia don't. page, you know. <laughs> I tried to start my own Wikipedia page way back when, and I get the I think it got knocked off. <laughs> not ev- not everybody can edit these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm always amazed at, at how many of these you know incredibly influential and, and and famous people are still out there and are willing to to give of their time and energy to support not only artists like me that are still working our way forward, but you know are really willing to do that for for the next generation. Uh, another one I'll bring up to you that recently that I've been talking to basically on a daily basis is a fellow named Skylar Jet, and he actually took over at the Commodores for Lionel Richie. When Lionel Richie went on his solo tour or, or his, you know, his solo career, Skylar Jet took over for him. Got himself a Grammy for doing that. Got himself a, a Grammy for for doing vocal arrangements on Titanic and uh, and the Bodyguard. I mean this and but down most down to earth, beautiful person. He's got a project called Music for Global Change, and he brings together all these artists, you know, that have these these really super conscious music to, that that's it's trying to inspire others to make this world a better place. Because, I mean, in the end, isn't that what it's about? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I've had all these amazing experiences. Isn't it up to me to help to make the experience better for others now? Yeah, show business has been good to you. You've made your living, and now you have to give back. It's time to turn it around. And we're just yes. supposed we're supposed to be helping each other in this crazy world. If somebody, uh, you know, somebody wants to follow in your footsteps, uh, show them where your footsteps are. I get people all the time that stand next to me at the DJ booth and say, "What is it you're doing? How do you work those turntables? What is that? Uh, do you have any records? Is it all digital now? You know, I, I'm, I don't mind. Come on, stand over here. You be my guest MC. Say something." To the people you know i'm happy to do that and and drop the needle you got it there are no needles anymore i got two two uh digital wheels of steel my pioneer ddjs i love them Uh, you know i I gave up my techniques way back when and because it all went digital i used to be able to carry one one little box of, of of records from peaches uh you know records and uh and now i have every record ever made everywhere at the at my fingertips as long as i got wi-fi and you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna be playing some of this some of this good good mighty one music because I, I have one of my bartenders on friday nights she's a rocker man she's a heavy metal girl and as soon as i play some metal from the mighty one they're gonna go she's gonna go ooh, what's that 
Ooh, what's that? And I'll say, oh, that's my man, Tim Steinruck from uh, Big Records and the, the Mighty One. You better go check it out and check out all of his stuff. Man, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. We haven't even that's scratched how, that's the surface. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. And, and it's people helping people. Uh, I don't yeah. play an instrument. I had, I had, I've had three, four, five guitars, uh, and they got stolen recently. I have a keyboard sitting out there. Can't play a lick. I think I, I had. Uh, now I can play a power chord, and that's it, man. I'm two finger Ted. You know, <laughs> I, I admire people like you that can play. You know, whole licks, and I mean, do you read music or is it all by ear? No, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to learn how to read music. My, my dad was the organist in the church where I grew up up north there. And, and so, you know, when I got my piano homework, I would, you know, I, I just, I didn't, I really loved to play, but I didn't want to learn that stuff. So I would say to my dad, I said, dad, I'm having problems with this. Will you, will you play this for me? And he'd play it and I'd watch his fingers and I'd hear it in my ear and I'd go, thanks dad. And then I would be able to play it. You know, because I was a good, I was good at, 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 uh, at hearing it and feeling it. Because I think that that's the key with music is, is it's not about this. It's about this. I tell you the most of the people that I talk to, most of the musicians that I talk to are just like you hear, uh, hear the music, uh, uh play the music. It's a, a wonderful thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I got to give it out to the people that, that go to Juilliard and learn the theory and uh, yeah. learn about Beethoven and, and Tchaikovsky and all the theory. Yeah, I give it up to them that uh, learn how to read music and how to put notes together and what chords go together, chord progression. That has to help in your songwriting and your song making. But some people just want to get out there and get on stage and go play for the people. No, no BS and just get out there. And, and that's, yeah. that's you, man. That's you. You, you wanted to get out there in front of some people and you've entertained thousands over the years, man. People are happy. People, you've changed minds and, 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 my, and passions uh, for people. You know, people might have come out feeling blue and you made them feel happy. I, I believe, I believe that a concert, a live concert should be a transformational experience. You should be a better person after you leave that concert than when you were, when you walked in. Damn okay. Damn. I mean, I, just to share another story, you know, I saw the very first Kiss show from this uh, end of the end of the road tour. Okay, they're they're coming to the end, December of of twenty twenty three. There'll be the last couple shows at Madison Square Garden, but I was able to help build the the first one here in Vancouver, and then I I took the night off. I could could have worked the show, but I went. You know what? I want to take my daughter to the show, so I bought tickets. I gave them to her for Christmas. It was in January of tw of twenty nineteen, and. I will never forget. There we were. I was dressed like jeans. Had my Gene Simmons makeup, and she had her Paul Stanley makeup, and we had our we had our outfits and everything. And we got there early, and it was crazy because it, the Discovery Network, or sorry, A and E, was there, and they were filming a documentary. I don't know if you see that recent documentary, A and E one on Kiss. Check it out. We've got a cameo in it because they they came and they interviewed us and and we got a little cameo. But being able to share that moment with my daughter, of you know, you want the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the world, yes, and just she's just screaming at the top of her lungs. I mean, you gotta understand. I mean, being a rock and roll dad, you know, her her like you know, lullabies at night to go to sleep when she was a baby and a, and a two and three year old, 
she was listening to Kiss Alive like I did when I was 15 or 16. <laughs> well, I mean, here you are alluding to another thing that you might give up as a, as a rock and roll star, rock and roll musician, a touring rock star. You have a family. You've got it mm-hmm. all, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, some rock stars cannot have a family, especially if you're touring uh, 200 dates a year all over the world. You know that's hard on a on a on a family back home, but I, I'm yes. seeing that you keep it you keep it close to home. You keep it. I really, you really try ability. to. I really try that. I really try to keep the balance, yeah. Dan. I I really do. I mean, am I am I good at it? Nah, pretty good. Am I perfect at it? No. You know, I mean, last year with between between what I'm doing at Big Records and then Rise Up TV. I don't know. We didn't even talk about that, but Rise Up TV. There's this reality TV show that that I'm part of, and I'm a I'm a I'm a co-producer and uh, and co-director of this show. And we toured, we did, oh man, in the last year and a half, we've done over six major tours. One of them, of course, was this one to to, to Normandy, right? So, um, yeah, I'm on the road a lot, but, you know, I was there in the early years with my daughter and my wife, you know, while, while, thing, while she was sort of, you know, those first few years are so important. That zero to six or seven years old is so important. And I was home for that. I was here. I was producing a record. She sat here in the studio with me in her bassinet. I even took her little hand and she would play. She would play a little keyboard note here and there and stuff like that. So very special time. She's grown up in rock and roll. She's grown up in music. She's grown up in the studio. She loves Kiss. This girl is happy. And so I, I found that balance between my rock and roll dreams, my purpose, and my family. I, I found that. That's very rare, man. You, you've done it. And you're right about those early years. Those are the years when you're, you're her superhero. You are her, her first love. You know, the, the daddies are very special, especially the little girls. I, you know, I remember my little girl at that age, you know, she, the, both of my little girls at that age, I was their superhero, you know, and I yeah. made sure that I came home and I, I did the job I was supposed to do. And, and, uh, yeah. Hopefully I did good by them. You know, uh, uh, they're both out of the house. I'm an empty nester. Ah, me and the wife, you know, so it's, it's good. It's good that you have love. It's good that you have a family. You're, you're training her up, right? Playing that good, good kiss. Yeah. I was thinking when you were uh, giving her lullabies, maybe it was enter Sandman, you know, possibly. <laughs> we listened to all that, but I said, like I told you, kiss alive one and kiss alive two. That was, that was mostly what we, what we fell asleep to. Cause that's what I remember falling asleep to, you know? That's what I remember falling asleep. Oh too. man! Well, I mean, shoot! Um, I, I want to be mindful of your time. I want you to go out, go down every avenue you want to go down as we as we wind this thing down. Uh, you know, shout out everybody you want to shout out and tell people about different uh, the different venues that are uh, avenues that you're on. Sure, sure. I mean, right now, you know, there's I've got a new new song, a new release uh, coming up for for the Mighty One. It's called Master of Reality. So um, that's going to be our. Focus single for the next little while. It's on the Torture Rock and Roll album, and it is 
Yes, uh, we have a, a lyric. There's a great lyric video coming out. We have a, a, a great guy in, in Colombia who we work with for all of our music videos. If you check out our music videos on uh, on our on our YouTube page, you'll see a lot from this guy. Is Sec Films, young guy again. You know, another another beautiful young man. But this one's in Colombia, and he produces these amazing videos. Anyways, Master of Reality is what I'd like to talk about just briefly is how I believe that we can be the masters of our reality. I feel like I am the master of my reality. Can I control everything? No, I can't. But if I can put the time in every day to keep myself solid, okay, which means a little bit of a workout, maybe a little bit of deep breathing, maybe a little bit of meditation, visualization of, of my goal, what that looks like, what it feels like, go into that place. I still go there. I'm still in that place every day. I feel it. And then write something, write something down about what kind of an action I can take in my life. That's what makes you a master of reality. Not once a week, not once a month, not once a year, but every single effing day. We need to do this every single day. We need to visualize our future as if it's here right now. That is the only way we'll change our world, and that's the only way we're going to change the world all around us. Yeah, I've only said, heard it said another way by an Irish uh, lady, a, an older lady that I, you're the author of your own fate, you know? Mm, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's no, beautiful. I don't know. It, you know, some people feel like they're predestined by God. But uh, I mean, f for me, I, I think I am the author of my own fate, you know? So, yes. The master, yes. Of, master of my own reality. That, that's, I, I like that. I like how you've said that and put that together hey, you know you make your make your dreams come true only you can do it uh, you know yes. you care about yourself more than anybody and you better and if you don't care about yourself start caring about yourself i care about you man i'm talking to my yeah. loyal listener if, out if there you're, if, if you're not solid yourself it's hard to be solid for anybody else but i believe i honestly believe more than ever in discipline i believe in daily discipline and it doesn't have to be so hard it just needs to be consistent yeah, I'm just making myself go back to the gym now after all these years. Uh, I'm, I'm way too heavy. I, I, I used to be a firefighter back in Key Largo. Man, I was in great shape. But, uh, you know, uh, sheesh, nah, it, you got to make, your, make some time out for yourself. Uh, you know, not just mind, you know, read, listen to some yeah. podcasts, uh, learn yeah. some science, but yes. also body, mind and body. But the yep. stretching is good, man. I've heard I heard a lot about the stretching. I mean, what what is your your daily regimen on that exercise? Uh, or whatever? You know, when I when I get up out of bed, the first thing I do is I grab some water. You know, human beings are are eighty percent water, so let's make sure we put some fuel in the engine with that. And then it's for me, it's it's getting a, just a little bit of a workout. I do like a seven minute uh, hit workout, so high intensity uh, interval training. I do like a seven minute. I got it on my phone. I've been using the same one for like three and a half years, and I do that. And then I just, I just close my eyes and I observe my body. I feel the energy pouring through my body, the blood pumping through my body, my heart going. And I just, I feel, I ob just observe it, the strength that I have, you know? And then as my heart rate comes down, 
I just start breathing really deeply in through the nose, out through the mouth. I know it sounds kind of, you know, but it is, it's yoga breathing. There's something about yoga. Those guys, those guys got it right. Those yogis, they live forever and there's a reason why they do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then once I've done that, then I sit down and I, and I visualize, sometimes I'll visualize my day. I'll just walk through my day. What does it look like when I finish, when I walk out and what's it going to look like at work and how am I going to deal with this problem or this challenge? that come that I know is coming today and I just I walk through it and I visualize it and I visualize a good outcome you know and then I just write and sometimes I'll I'll write about what I felt sometimes I'll write about what I want to do or sometimes I'll just write about what message can I put out into the world that is going to make somebody else's life better you know what I mean? Maybe it's that one little thing that I say that might inspire them. I'm, I'm a huge inspirational guy. I'm inspired by the words of others, so I want to speak those words of inspiration to others also. And um, it's one of the things I say to artists all the time. I said, write music that you feel will make somebody else's life better. Don't just write music that you think is going to make you famous. Don't just write music about, you know, I mean, if you want to write it, if you want want to write an angry song and get it out, get it out. Absolutely. But in the end, we've got to write music that makes, that could help somebody's life be better. That is the key to becoming a four-dimensional songwriter. I'm this big thing about four, about these four, you know, posts, these four pillars, these four legs, you know, having that solid foundation from which to live your life. That's what makes you a master of your reality. Yeah. All you need is three legs to, uh, to, to make a chair, but that fourth leg, it's one better, isn't it? no i I like that so much man you got good philosophies uh you're teaching me lots of things you're teaching my loyal listener lots of things about you we've only really touched the surface i can see that we're going to need a to do a part two down the line i I don't want this to be the last time that we talk no way Uh, i'd love to do that dan but i am mindful of people's time is there something coming up uh real soon can people see you out in the streets where do they find you online that kind of thing Sure, sure. They can they can find us online at the Mighty One dot rocks. That's the that's the website. There's also uh, a one that's dedicated to this new album, Torch of Rock and Roll. That's torchofrockandroll.com. You can see us there. Obviously, come to my Facebook page. That's that's the that's the place where where I I, I post every day and and I all of these things come together. All of these different parts of my life come together. Uh, you can check out bigrecords.world. You can see what we're doing over there. You can check out Rise Up TV at riseup.bu us um what can i say there's just there's so much going on there's there's new there's episodes of rise up tv that are coming out shortly um and uh, i've always got even though while i'm still working through this journey of the torture rock and roll album i'm always releasing new material because i believe that in the music business like it used to be all so competitive remember when it was competitive in the music business you know everybody was competing against everybody else that doesn't work in the music business anymore it's a time of collaboration it's a time of co-creation. So I'm co-writing like crazy right now. Like I said, you know, watch for something for this music for global change. I'm putting together a compilation album using big records artists and some of their inspiring music. Um, so that's going to be happening very soon. Um, 
Oh man, I, I can't even remember all the stuff that's happening, Dan. But <laughs> I, I just every day I just put another piece in place, and I just hope to, you know, to inspire people. I live by the credo: keep it simple, rock hard, and transform lives. That's my credo. That's fan bloody tastic, man. You're you're. <laughs> Tim Steinrook, you're you have so much on your plate, man. But uh, um, I, I, I am going to put all that in the show notes. But I do want to I want you to give shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. You've already shouted out quite a few people that, that have uh, helped you along the way. It's good to give credit where credit is due. Uh, and then um, and then my goodness, that was almost last words for the people that you just gave. Uh, usually I end this thing off with lads words for the people, but I, I think you just gave it. Uh, you might repeat that at the end, but uh, sure. uh, t- I mean, give the, give some shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, obviously I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful to, I want to thank, thank my parents for putting up with me and, and, you know, I was definitely not the, not the regular kid for sure. And I, you know, I was supposed to take over the farm, but I didn't, you know, I walked away from that real fast. Uh, but they've always loved me. They've always been there for me, even when it was, when it was hard. Um, so, you know, and then, and then I just, the guys in, in my band, my, my friend Jeff, who's no longer with us, you know, brother, thank you so much for showing me what a real brother is and, in rock and roll you know and uh and the other guys in that band too um and then you know i I, obviously i'm I'm grateful to paul stanley paul if you're watching this thank you so much for what you've taught me over the years It, it it you know i wouldn't be the person that i am without that experience of having to being or work being able to work with you having the opportunity to work so closely with you and you know and then you know right now the people that are that are sticking out for me are uh you know the CEO of Big Records, you know, Mark Rosner and what he's doing. He's been dedicating his life to supporting independent artists and helping them get their music out into the world to take them to that next step where maybe somebody bigger will pick them up. But taking that next step where maybe they'll get that manager or they'll get that that uh, that booking agent that takes their career to the next level. This is this is like a baton toss of 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 success, right? And so you know, um, you know, passing it on. So I, I'm grateful to him. Uh, another guy that sticks out for me is is um, is my friend Don Pierce, uh, Pierce Media Network. I'm also the president of, of Pierce Media Network. We've got uh, we've got two radio stations: a country radio station, Cat Country, and Cat Power Hit Radio. We've got a magazine called um, Harmony Chronicles Magazine. Um, so many amazing things happening. There's a man who is sort of, you know, brings this all together and his name is Barry Perkins. He has something called Hived Music. If you if you haven't checked out Hive Music, people, you got to go to Hive Music. Claim yourself a, a little spot there because this is going to be the new Ticketmaster for independent artists. This is going to be the live streaming thing for independent artists where you'll actually be able to make money. People will be able to click on the screen while they're watching you and buy your merch. I've got the streaming equipment sitting right over here. This is just a couple days ago. This is brand new, brand new. So, um, and, and I think my last shout out is to all of the people that have ever doubted me and all of the people that even doubt me now. And you know how it is when you stick your head above the crowd. Sometimes, you know, you're going to get that rotten tomato and you're going to get that rock thrown at you. All of those people that have thrown those rotten potatoes or, or tomatoes and, and all of the people that have made my life a little more challenging. 
thank you so much. You've made me stronger. You've made me more empathetic than you ever have. So I'm grateful to you too, even those of you who have made my life challenging. I learned so much from that. I become stronger and I'm grateful to you too. <laughs> and I'm grateful to you, Dan. Yeah. Thanks sure. for having me on today and be let me ramble on here about all these different things. Hey, make sure when they're throwing stuff, you got that chicken wire up there. <laughs> oh my God. I played one of those gigs. I played one of those gigs once, <laughs> once in too. my life. Once it's, in my life. It was scary. Oh yeah, I'm setting my <laughs> DJ equipment up here. You know, it takes me about a half hour to to tear this down if it starts this place starts to get rowdy. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I was behind the chicken wire. Oh, my goodness. Hey, um, all right. The Mennonites. I know there's the one big difference between the Amish and the Mennonites is electricity. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that, that that's a big one. But I mean, is there is there a I mean, how did you break out from that? Is that a is there like a rum springer the same as the the Amish or? Did they tell you to go uh, around I mean, the block? You know, when, when I was growing up with the whole Mennonite thing, it was it was already they 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 dropped the black garb and and all of that stuff. It was it was definitely a little bit more um, modern at that point. We had electricity and stuff like that. But I'm still that's one of the things I guess you know since you bring it up, I'm very grateful for have, have being able to grow up in the church and and around music. Yeah. You know, it was it was amazing. You know, was was religion great? Not really. Um, you know, um, this whole fire and brimstone thing was, you know, probably a little traumatic for me as a kid. I'll be honest with you, right? <laughs> oh, my God. God's going to smite you down if you listen to Kiss. <laughs> Kiss, it's knights in Satan's service. Oh, oh man, I can tell you. We'll, we'll save it for part two. We will. I can tell we'll... you a story about that. I can tell you about Oh, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've run the gambit on religion. And, and, yeah, we could definitely talk about that one on next time. But, my goodness, <laughs> I definitely don't want this to be the last time we talk. Come back whenever you you have something to promote some maybe another show that's that's happening maybe a tour sure. uh man you've you've given us so much uh to so much for my listener to go look up and find out more and and listen for days upon days hours and hours of music that he already had to has to comb through on your uh youtube page and your your spotify the links are below right there the links beautiful okay beautiful and, and leave me and leave me a message you know definitely direct message me i talk to every single person who sends me a message i look forward to connecting with them there is is nobody that i don't want to talk to even if you're a hater love y'all <laughs> slide into your dms business only <laughs> business only no okay all right uh, i usually finish these things off with last words for the people this could be words to live by something you heard sure. a long time ago maybe a mantra to wake up with every morning or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time tim steinruck give the last words for the people i mean i'm just going to echo back again to what i said earlier what you know what are the, the words that i live by and and um you know I, I, again, I want to inspire the next generation of, of, of rock and rollers. I want to inspire the next generation of musicians. And very important, keep it simple. Rock hard and do things that transform people's lives. That's all we're going to do. Well, there you have it, party people. Tim Steinruck of Big Records and so much more check out the mighty ones on uh youtube and the uh oh especially the what is it the torch of rock and roll.com that's his latest so find out more about that torch of rock and roll.com <laughs> tim steinruck man you know you never know what you're gonna get when you when you book these things and i, I i'm thankful once again to cindy nene 
uh cindy h nene for putting this together of big records and uh so nice man tim steinruck you're a good dude i can tell you're a nice guy and it's good to talk to good people and it's good when good people are are, are being successful and helping the next generation not only successful in this business but you're also helping the next generation it's tough man uh some people just don't get a leg up or you know i mean you had your dad he, he had the keyboard so that was helpful having a little music in the in the church i mean a lot of a lot of people do start in, in church choir church bands church groups and that's a, a good foundation a good base but then uh paul stanley of kiss puts you to the next level <laughs> oh my goodness you you've uh you've had some times and chaka khan and samantha fox what oh my goodness good times good times man and uh, i uh, i look forward to hearing more from you i'm gonna live vicariously through your rock and roll life tim steinruck <laughs> all right man i'll be stalking you on your social medias and whatnot hopefully you get somewhere in the in the little rock arkansas area maybe i'll get to come see a show <gasps> will that be nice nah you stay home you stay close to your family uh, your little girl needs you and your wife needs you too i'm i i i, I i'm glad that you uh that you get to see them and because uh, that being man being a tory musician is hard on a body hard on a relationship i'll tell you Ah, just the little times that i tore away from the i mean i'm like three and a half hours away from the house and yeah after a show i probably could stay in a hotel but no no i want to drive home i love my family it's good to have family it's good to have people that love you yeah so i'm gonna get back to my family <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us on the what makes you famous famous podcast that's it for this edition of what makes you famous now if you yes you my loyal listener if you'd like to tell your story i encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at aol.com that's it for me it's keysdan radio what.com dj little rock.com peace i'm out of here if you like what you hear follow what makes you famous social media use the hashtag what makes you famous follow on facebook at what makes you famous follow on instagram at what makes you famous follow on twitter at makes famous and follow on youtube at keys dan leave what makes you famous podcast a review and subscribe listen to what makes you famous podcast on podbean itunes youtube stitcher google podcast and spotify and almost anywhere you find podcasts tell your story on my podcast what makes you famous call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time you can support what makes you famous using the paypal link paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening think you can't do much with a penny these days this is joey logano driver of nascar's number 22 discount tire car it only takes a penny to help you determine if your tires have enough tread depth it's easy to do and it only takes a minute place a penny head down into your tire tread if you can see all of lincoln's head it's time for a new tire it doesn't cost much to be tire smart visit be 
A message from the Rubber Manufacturers Association. Hey guys, this is Shelly G. She said, what? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Radio What for more information and trivia. She said, what? What?